Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not. It's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 201. I am your host, Nate, and today I am joined yet again by just myself. Uh, This is actually kind of a little bit of a very much unplanned episode. Here's the deal. I was going to take the vacation. I was going to be off. I was going to let you guys hear an awesome panel from John Tyler Christopher and myself and some other cast of characters from the Journey into Comics Network back from LaFiCon. I was going to take a little bit of extra time off, uh, and that didn't happen because a lot of major news broke out, and I so happened to accidentally plan my time off around, well, San Diego Comic-Con, which happened this weekend, and boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today, folks. But before I get there, next week, you guys on Journey into Comics 202, uh, barring any kind of crazy late-breaking news, will hear me doing that uh, panel with John Tyler Christopher. It's a good time. A lot of fun. You guys should listen to that. Today, though, uh, man, I'm just going to get right into this shit, you guys. So something happened that really upset me. And uh, this was like at the start of San Diego Comic-Con. And it's typically like this is the time of the year where we're getting really exciting news, happy news. Lots of good stuff is coming out. And, uh, well, let's just say... We'll start at the very beginning here. So James Gunn has been fired from Disney and will not be making Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or any other Disney movies after his uh, past social media posts came to light. Uh, Gunn, uh, you know, had said some pretty... Okay, listen. James Gunn said some pretty weird stuff. Uh, but he was being, listen, I think this is an art form that's been lost, but I feel like sarcasm in this country has a hundred percent been lost because everyone gets too butthurt or gets too easily offended when anything is said that they don't necessarily agree with. Their first assumption is to do what it's to boom, immediately try to exploit people, right? So James Gunn in 2009 made some tweets that, I mean, literally had 9 or 10 likes. No one is liking these. These are back when he's a nobody, okay? Um, He tweeted, like, three men and a baby they had sex with, hashtag unromantic movies. It was probably in regards to, I don't know, whatever. You know, he's, he's making some pedophile jokes. He is making some... Um, other kind of really risque expose type jokes that you don't typically want your director to hear or you don't want to hear your director saying or doing. But this is, here's the thing. James Gunn did this in 2009. This is years 
years before he gets hired on at Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy. This is years before the success of that movie. This is years before the success of the second movie and the success of Avengers Infinity War, which arguably had some James Gunn in it. So, <clears throat> James Gunn gets fired over these offensive tweets and essentially, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he actually had made, okay, listen, here's the thing, in 2012, so even still before he worked at Disney, right, he came out and said, hey, look, I made some tweets that were pretty undesirable back in the day. I was just trying to get over as a comedian and say some fucking weird shit. And it was just, you know, you try weird fucking jokes and maybe say stuff that's taken it too far. But as a comedian, what can you do? It's what fucking comedians do. They take shit too far. It's why they're comedians. Because they're not afraid to say the shit that everyone else is afraid to say. So he said, uh, he actually wrote a message uh, on Twitter saying, Many people who have followed my career know where I started. This is from James Gunn. I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so is my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I am very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. He continued on by saying, in the past, I have apologized for the humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apology. For the record, I made these shocking jokes. I wasn't living them out. I know this is a weird statement to make, as it seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. So he, you know, he apologizes. And that was before they uh, they axed him. So then, in regards to them axing him, a petition was started. Now, here's the fucked up thing. I started a petition as well. This guy's fucking petition caught fire before mine, I guess, which, fuck, okay, fine. Uh, but this dude's petition... Uh, it has 129,148 signatures on its way to 150,000 signatures. Uh, however, mine does not have anywhere near that. Oh, actually, interesting. I think I, I just, uh, huh, I don't know my, wow, cool. That's interesting. So like I said, I started one of these too, and, uh, well, here it's weird. It's like glitching. The change.org thing is glitching. So I don't know. I don't actually know my petitions. Let's see if I can see this. Wow, my petitions. Actually, I have 108 supporters on this. And um, lots of people commenting uh, with reasons for signing coming from all over the place. Uh, post an update. I'll do that later. That doesn't matter. But anyways, uh, the other one, which we'll probably link here too, that petition has 129,000 signatures. Go sign it. Uh, I want to see James Gunn back in his director's seat for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think this is a massive mistake on Disney's part. Uh, Disney, I get it. You know, uh, James Gunn made some over-the-line jokes. Guess what, Disney? You've made some over-the-line fucking racially driven and subversive fucking sexually driven movies. There are penises and fucking the Little Mermaid, bro. And and I'm not talking like the pictures of penis in Little Mermaid. I mean, there are phallic things that are in the Little Mermaid movie. You can see clear as day. And I mean, there are racially driven things in Mulan that are a little bit over the line and 
all kinds of things that Disney has done that are not necessarily the current status quo, but they're not getting thrown under the fucking bus. And, uh, you know, and typically I have championing of, of Disney and the things they're doing, but right now I am not very thrilled with how this is all going. So... I'm not the only one that's not happy with how things are going. There are many people that are spoken out. I'm going to comment from different people here. Uh, we're going to kind of work, well, we're going to work from the first one that said something uh, to some of the more recent things. So the first person to speak out says, and this is Dave Batista, also known as Drax the Destroyer. He says, I will have more to say, but for right now, all I will say is this. James Gunn is one of the most loving, caring, and good-natured people I have ever met. He's gentle and kind and cares deeply for people and animals. He's made mistakes. We all have. I'm not okay with what's happening to him. So Batista throws throws that down. Uh, Dave Batista also went on to say that this is bigger than Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, let's see. Here are some things uh, he said. Uh, let's see. He continued on Twitter. Mr. Batista said, What do you do when the cyber Nazis attack you? Who will you stand by? Batista tweeted, Who will the cowardly distance themselves from you? Who will punish you for horrible jokes in the past instead of defending you and for inspiring millions, millions, redemption and justice? This uh, that he, uh, Batista tweeted. What's happened here is so much bigger than Guardians 3. James Gunn, myself, at Disney, etc. This was a cyber Nazi attack that succeeded. Unless we start to unite together against this crap, whether people are offended or not, it's going to get much worse. It can happen to anyone. Um, okay, so then, uh, let's see, another person that, uh, I'm trying to figure out what order I want to do this. Okay. So then another person that spoke out on James Gunn's behalf, which wasn't really a surprise, obviously, uh, was his brother. And uh, Sean Gunn says, and this is a lot to take in, folks, so get ready to take in a lot of what I'm about to say here as I go through all of Sean Gunn's tweets. He starts with saying, I hope it goes without saying that I love and support my brother James, and I am quite proud of how kind, generous, and compassionate he is with the people in his life whether they are friends, family, colleagues, fans, or strangers. Since he was a kid, it was clear he had a desire, maybe destiny, to be an artist, tell stories, find his voice through comics, films, his band. The struggle to find that voice was sometimes clunky, misguided, or downright stupid, and sometimes wonderful, moving, and hilarious. Since devoting his entire life to the Guardians movies and MCU six years ago, I've seen him channel that voice into his work on those movies and seen him transform from the guy who made up things to shock people. I saw firsthand when he went from worrying about softening his edge for a larger audience to realize that his edge wasn't as useful of a tool as he thought it was, that his gift for storytelling was something better. Uh, I saw that he was more open-hearted than the guy who needed to get a rise on a people when making nastier offensive jokes or whatever you choose to call them. I don't think his bluer material was ever uh, his funniest and neither does mom. In many respects, this changes. Uh, this change in my brother was reflected in my in the change that the Guardians go through. I've heard my brother say this uh, many times that Quill rallies the team with the "This is our chance to give a shit to care." That's the pep talk uh, he himself needed to hear. <clears throat> it's part of what made working on the Guardians movie such a rewarding experience for the cast, myself included. We managed to find ourselves involved in a big-budget superhero movie that was, at its core, deeply personal. Sorry about that. Uh, that's a gift, and that's why it's good. 
This isn't new information, by the way. All the stuff that James has explained many times in interviews in more detail and more eloquently. So it's not some new spin. It's always been a part of the story. So I guess my hope is that fans continue to watch and appreciate the Guardians movies, not despite the fact that the filmmaker used to be kind of a jackass, but because of it. They are, after all, movies about discovering your best self. Working on those movies made my brother a better person, and they made me one too. I'm proud of that. Peace. Damn, moving words from Sean Gunn. Uh, fucking shout out to him. I'm sure he and his family are all just dealing with fucking total bullshit right now. Uh, so uh, we've got more people discussing James Gunn's firing, and it's it's like all over the place here. Uh, how about this? We've got the former Daredevil showrunner, um, Stephen S. DeKnight, uh, said this, been traveling all day back and forth to SDCC, not completely caught up, but deeply saddened on all fronts. That's all I have for now in regards to, uh, he said, I can only, uh, he said, I am in no way defending what he said in the past, nor is he, I can only speak, uh, personally towards the man I've met in the present. Uh, you know, uh, similar things, to, uh, people have said similar things to me in the past 24 hours. This is exactly what people like, Chernovich want to scare people like me into silence. Not going to happen. These are extraordinary times in which the ideals of America very much feel like they're teetering on the edge of authoritarian abyss. I'd rather risk my livelihood fighting against that than stay silent and risk losing the very soul of democracy. The offensive attitudes and statements on James' Twitter feed... Okay, hold on. Oh, this is from Walt Disney. Uh, we've, already, we've already discussed that. Okay, so I'm going to continue on. Uh, to some more people here, how about uh, how about two of the more important cast members of Guardians of the Galaxy, Zoe Zaldana, who plays Gamora, and Chris Pratt, who plays Star-Lord. Uh, Zoe says, it's been a challenging weekend, I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, pausing myself to take everything in uh, before I speak out of term. I just want everyone to know that I love all members of my GOTG family, always will. Chris Pratt, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, they're not really saying a lot, but they're essentially subtly showing their support. Here's the deal, guys. Batista like doesn't give a fuck. I think Batista's like, who you're going to replace me with? Really, you're going to bring Brock Lesnar in here to be me? I don't think that's going to work out for you so well, partner. Dave Batista as Drax is phenomenal, right? It's one of the things that really works. So he doesn't have to worry about anything. But Chris Pratt has kind of a rapport with Disney. He's trying to, you know, get that Disney money long term and make Star-Lord something even better. So he's, a, I would assume, probably a little afraid to speak out against Disney's actions here. Um, I'm hoping that everybody does this and speaks out against Disney's actions because I feel it's totally hypocritical. Uh, the past is far in the past, and we need to continue to just move on here. Uh, now, I'm not done moving on yet because there's a couple more things that happen in conjunction with Mr. Uh, James Gunn's firing unceremoniously from the Guardians franchise. Uh, another person here is uh, Mr. Michael Rooker quits Twitter after everything that has gone on with James Gunn's firing. Uh, he tweeted this on Sunday. 
Uh, this account will be inactive after today. We're very tired and upset over the ongoing bullshit. Neither I nor my rep will use Twitter again. Twitter sucks and I want nothing to do with it. Thank you to all who gave kind words and support. See you on Instagram. The account encouraged to follow him saying, we're sorry I had to come to this and we will miss most of you. Uh, hashtag goodbye. And it just... Oh, man. I mean, Rooker is doing this as protest. And... I think I, I appreciate it. Here's the fucked up thing, guys. You know, James Gunn was supposed to kind of be the guy that helped them, Marvel, that is, uh, make the cosmic side of their universe larger than life and bigger and crazier, right? So it doesn't really happen like that, actually. It doesn't go down like that at all because of this is all happening. So it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. It's like... Gunn has already got the script in the works, and they were, like, working on what the thing was. I mean, there were so many things coming with James Gunn, and I thought that they had just a great rapport. Uh, this is coming from Disney, though, so it's not... I'm sure Kevin Feige has probably reached out to James Gunn and some other guys, and they're like, you know, just wait a minute. Like, let people speak out for your behalf and stuff. Because here's the thing. I haven't seen anybody who can accurately defend why he should have been fired. If someone wants to come on here and tell me why he deserves to be fired for those tweets, that are tweets when no one gave a fuck about who James Gunn was before he was anybody, like, does it fucking matter? Like, you've said some dumb bullshit. I know you have. I know every fucking person listening here has said some dumb, fucking repugnant, fucking wretched-ass shit. At least once in your life, you've made a mistake. Everybody has. So you're going to tell me that when somebody was just a struggling actor or comic creator or whatever the fuck James Gunn was at the time, whatever he was doing with his artistic drive, whether it was trying to make movies or whatever, and was barely getting any likes on his Twitter or barely any comments on his Twitter, you mean to tell me that that matters that much now? Nine years, almost ten years ago matters that much now in the now? It's not who he is as a person. It's not like he's some crazy person that was like trying to have sex with children. That's not it at all. James Gunn is just a dude who's had a fucked up, sick-ass sense of humor. I know people that have fucked up, sick-ass senses of humor. I've known them my whole life. And you know what they've not done? Hurt a single person. So, like, get off your fucking high horse, man. These are people who, you know, they are cyber Nazis. They're trying to root people out from within. You know, James Gunn really essentially gets all this shit even brought to the doorstep of his life because he was talking about his disdain for the current presidential regime and everything that's been going on in the White House. So some fucking Republican decided that it was time and high tide to fucking go and look through his Twitter until he found something he could use and go, look at him, he's an offensive person that said something that no one liked before he was famous. Like, it just doesn't add up to me. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I think it's absolute bullshit. We will be linking the actual petition to uh, bring James Gunn back to the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Uh, we will be linking that on this episode so you guys will be able to find it. Go sign it, please. And uh, weigh in. If you guys don't agree with James Gunn's firing, let us know. Send our Facebook something. If you agree that James Gunn should have been fired and you think, fuck him, let me know. I want to understand why. I don't really get it. Uh, there are some more celebrities that have recently spoke out, Dave Batista being one of them. Uh, 
Dave Destmalchain, which uh, is from, he's in Ant-Man, and he's also in uh, Gotham. He's been in, like, The Flash and shit. He was abracadabra in The Flash. He said, I've been saying this for years. James Gunn is one of the most amazing people I've ever known, both professionally and personally. There are so many people in our lives that would never have known uh, that we never would have known without the incredible magnet of talent and goodness that is James and his awesome partner in life at Jennifer Holland. Thank you for making us a part of your family, buddy. Michael Ian Black said, Wow, this is quite a come down from James, Mike. We've had a con- this conversation before. There's a qualitative difference between a comedian making jokes, even offensive jokes, me, and somebody being charged with rape in 2003. You, This is the guy that uh, Mike uh, Chernovich, who decided he was going to, he's, a, he's, he's one of these cyber Nazis that tries to bully and attack people who are uh, famous to try to discredit them or, you know, make them lose credibility and whatnot. Pat Oswald says, this is one of the less disgusting tweets from Mike Chernovich, the dude who, after running a Gamergate-style smear campaign, just got James Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay, have a good weekend. And this is from this Mike guy. He says, oh, nope, I won't say that on my show. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a really fucked up thing, and even I don't want to cross that line. That's a little too far for me. I can't believe this is Fede Alvarez. He says, I can't believe what Disney is doing to James Gunn. This nonsense uh, culture of zero tolerance has to stop. Uh, Justin Roiland, who is from, uh, what's he from? Uh, Rick and Morty, I do believe. This is insane to me. Is this real Jesus? Well, there goes that R-rated Jar Jar Binks movie I've been working on. I quit Disney. Um Joe Carnahan, Chernovich is a cheap provocator determined to wreck the career of better men. James Gunn was targeted because he is an outspoken critic of real Donald Trump's criminal bullshit and immorality. James doesn't deserve this. He should be brought back immediately. Rehire James Gunn. Michael Rooker said, James Gunn knows that's all that matter when someone asked if... uh, uh, what his thoughts were. Ricky Gervais says, joking about bad things isn't the same as doing bad things. The jokes may not even be condoning bad things. It could be damning them. It depends on the actual joke, on the actual lead joke. I think that's a miss, a typo. Uh, the subject of a joke and the target of a joke can be different. Being offended doesn't prove the joke is wrong. Rhett Miller says, I've known James Gunn for a long time, and I guarantee that these old tweets were just jokes. You can argue that they were bad jokes or pointless or tasteless or whatever, but they were just jokes. His firing is 100% about his outspoken political beliefs. This is a scary time, y'all. So that's, uh, that's some real shit that's been happening here. Now, uh, to coincide with some Guardians of the Galaxy news, uh, actually... Our very own Star-Lord, Chris Pratt, was seen at Comic-Con taking a photograph with Jason Momoa from Aquaman. He looks very happy. His kids look very happy. Whoever these kids are look very happy. Um, I don't know. Let's see here. What does it say? The odds of ever seeing Star-Lord and Aquaman on the big screen at the same time are zero, but they came together at SDCC. I had a Warner Brothers panel on Saturday. Momoa and Pratt posed for a photo with Momoa's children outside of Hall H. Instead of referring to Pratt by his Marvel, uh, by his character in Marvel movies, Momoa referenced uh, Warner Brothers Lego movie in his caption. Emmett Pratt, 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 we love you. SDCC Lego of Lego faux life. Aloha, Jay. Momoa wrote. Interesting. Okay, so that's cool. Uh, The only reason I bring that up is because it's a beautiful segue. Right on your little segue over here because the Aquaman trailer dropped. Holy shit. And we're going to watch it here. I'm going to talk over this trailer while it's happening. I'm going to turn the volume down just a little bit here. But uh, I'm going to start this trailer now. This dropped at SDCC 2018. Let's see what this is all about. 
Okay, so there's a lighthouse. Lighthouse keeper. There's some waves crashing. Ladies laying. Looks like she's survived a wreck. They made a baby. Okay. Okay. Okay, so these kids are bullying him. Because they're assholes. And this giant shark just started fucking doing what this little tiny aqua dude said in his eyes. Okay, badass. Okay. Now you see him underwater. That's dope. He's attacking what looks like a submarine. Jumps in. He says permission to come aboard. Hilarious. Starts beating the shit on all these dudes. Very bright, colorful. Uh, wow. Mara looks very bright. Uh, this looks like an underwater Thor movie, kind of. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so he's catching a sword and breaking it with his hands, and Amber Heard has really red hair. That was the worst pep talk like ever. Okay, we're going to strap in, I guess. Uh, beautifully vibrant colors on this trailer. I mean, wow. Yeah, I have to actually just be, like, amazed. Director James Wan... So it looks like it's going to be Aquaman versus his brother challenging for the throne. Um, it has an interesting, like, okay, uh, in December here, he's pulling up a, he's throwing, okay, that's cool. Throwing the trident, and they're swimming. Lots of swimming in this movie, probably. Uh, that's the only reason he can lead, is because he's from two different worlds. Yeah, because you've been from two different worlds. Ooh, Black Manta. Looking awesome. Underwater fish people. I don't know who they are. I don't know the DCU as best as I should. There's uh, Black Manta looking dope. Oh, man. Dope AF. Um, big attack from this big thing. Boom, the Aquaman logo. And he just, she just jumped on the plane, he just jumped on the plane, and then he's just, like, chasing her. So it actually ended not in the water, but in the sand. Uh, I'm really stoked after seeing the trailer for Aquaman. Like, not what I was expecting at all. It's a lot brighter than, you know, you, um, you kind I don't know how to say this, but you kind of, like, get lost in how much darkness DC plays with. Like, they have a lot of darkness in their shit, you know? So, when you see something like the trailer for Aquaman, and it's a lot of vibrant colors and brightness, you can tell that the mark that Zack Snyder left on the the DCEU is kind of slowly getting scrubbed away as time goes on. And, uh, you know, honestly, I was really... I was really jazzed on that Aquaman trailer because... I, it kind of gives me an overview of that character if I'm a new fan, which I'm not. I mean, I've read a little bit of Aquaman, but I'm not a huge Aquaman fan. Uh, and I want to become an Aquaman fan because I like being a fan of all awesome different kind of comic book related movies. It just makes things fun when you're when you can enjoy them and like they genuinely make you excited to continue to watch these movies, you know? It's hard sometimes when you get a movie like Batman vs. Superman that drags you down and you're like, oh, God, I wasted my time kind of seeing that movie. I mean, that's my opinion, but I digress there. Um, here's some comments from some fans that 
loved this first trailer. Uh, oh, they're going to play it again. Oops, let's stop that. That Aquaman trailer, and it's just like a look of shock. Uh, Aquaman is everything. I'm actually speechless of how fucking insane everything looks. Incredible. I'm shaking. Uh, Juan, you tiny powerhouse. I love you. Mara, my queen. I love you too. The Trench, Atlantis, at, uh, Atlanta. Hello, 911. I was attacked. Uh, someone else says, I can't put into words just how much I'm feeling right now. Uh, this is what I've spent years anticipating, years dreaming about, and it's finally here, and it looks perfect, at Aquaman. Uh, another person says, the visuals in Aquaman are beyond breathtaking, and the visual effects aren't even complete yet. But that's true. These are only teaser visual effects. They've got several months to still work on this movie, so they're going to get better. Uh, just saw the Aquaman trailer, and I don't want to get my hopes up or anything, but it's going to be the greatest superhero movie ever made, and it's not even a debate. Uh, someone used a Macho Man uh, gift to say Aquaman trailer dropped. Love the visuals and seeing my man Aqua Bro just being awesome. Not perfect, but definitely the best DC trailer I've seen in a while. Aquaman, another person, Aquaman looks amazing. I didn't, I didn't think I cared that much, but I had tears in my eyes while watching the trailer. Uh, another person, that Aquaman trailer had everything: graphics and visuals, great characterization, great premise. Jason Momoa and Amber Heard, eye candy, action, funny moments. Like, what else could we ask for? And Atlantis Forever, which is kind of funny because there is actually a picture of uh, Black Mantis right before he uses his laser eyes to shoot it. I'm guessing Arthur Curry. Uh, it looks kind of like Wakanda Forever, so that's kind of hilarious. Another trailer debuted at SDCC here. Uh, that was DC-related, actually, and we're going to cover that one up next here. You know, honestly, of the two movies, I was I was noticeably more excited for, well, for the first trailer we just watched. The second one, I was like, okay, I don't really know anything about this character. He's kind of a new character for me. So I figure, let's give it a shot. This is the trailer for Shazam. Okay, it's a cityscape. From foster homes in six counties. Kid walking across the bridge. Now he's running away. Now he looks like he's stealing a car. He's in a like a foster office, like where they're sending him to a family. The family has picked him. He's at their house. This is Billy Batson. There's a kid who's got like a. Not sure what his illness is, but he's wearing an Aquaman shirt. Real Game of Thrones around here. Um. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. Okay, so it's the disabled foster kid is his friend. And he seems obsessed with superheroes. Okay, he's just getting pushed up and kind of beat up by some bullies. And now the new dude, Billy Batson, just beat him up with a crutch. And, uh, damn, that's definitely loud. I didn't mean for it to be that loud. Uh, my bad. Uh, Billy's on a train, and uh, Billy the ticker's getting all fucking weird. You that dude sounds like the dude from Guardians, by the way. The guy that played Korath. I can't think of his name. Hello? I need to maybe look that up, because it's probably him. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. It definitely is that dude. Okay, so it's an old dude with a wizard, I think. And Batson said Shazam, and now it's Zachary Levi in a super suit. Next spring. Don't scream. 
Okay. So it's like big. I love it. Awesome. Okay, there's like electricity. He doesn't. Okay, so it seems goofy too and fun. Flight test one. He's jumping on a half pipe and falling. Ow, shit. A truck just fell. Your phone's charged. Oh. Awesome. Looks kind of like a Christmas movie. You have bullet immunity. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Sorry about your window. Hey, welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey. What's up? I'm a superhero. Hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Okay. Comedic. Different. Different take on that. I'm, uh... I'm very excited. I'm not going to lie. I am very, very, very excited to see that Shazam movie now. They are uh, they're definitely selling me on it. Uh, okay, so I feel like there were some reactions from the internet, and I love getting those uh, about the Shazam movie. So let's look up Shazam. Bam! I, I like, tried to pull up articles, and I didn't get enough. So, you know. Um, there were some... Aquaman, there was apparently an Aquaman teaser. There were a couple, or there there are two Aquaman Easter eggs. Uh, looks like DC fans think that the Shazam trailer stole the overall show. We've got another Easter egg that they're wanting to talk about. Let's talk about it here. So Aquaman Easter egg. Um, in the new trailer for Shazam, there's a fun little nod to Aquaman. About 20 seconds in the new trailer, Batson is introduced to Freddie Freeman, his foster brother. Freeman jokes with bats and about their new home being like game of thrones and uh you can see that freeman is wearing a black t-shirt with aquaman's logo i mentioned that uh okay so that's one of them there's another one though oh it's gonna play the trailer again i did that on the first one too as well okay so the first trailer was released yesterday for shazam and it had the look at angel or asher angels billy batson and zachary levi shazam but the trailer was chock full of easter eggs and the dceu from wonder woman to aquaman logos on newspapers talking about superman batman no easter eggs were as obscure as the one found on a set piece halfway through the trailer as Shazam and Freddy are testing out Billy's new powers, there's a clip in which Shazam tries to test out his ability to fly as he runs up the ramp. The half-pipe graffiti seen on the right side of the frame reads, Arian, if you skipped other graffiti the first time around, you're not the only one, as Arian is a pretty deep cut from the DC comic mythos. As the immortal Atlantean, Arian is a sorcerer who ruled over Atlantis before it sank into the sea. Cool, so like, little little nod there, that's nifty. Uh, DC, like I said, DC fans think that it stole the show. The Shazam trailer looks awesome. Haters be damned. Another person says Shazam looks great. Like seriously, I didn't think I'd actually be actively anticipating, uh, anticipating it, but here we are. Love the tie-ins to previous films. Uh, me after the Shazam trailer and it's a picture of Shazam lying down from the Justice League cartoon. I won't hesitate to shower you with love and affection, bitch. That was somebody's uh, meme, and it's uh, someone says, I loved that Shazam trailer. Uh, the movie looks funny and feels like a DC fan's perspective. Uh, 
Another person says, I take back every bad thing I said about this movie. That trailer was so funny and engaging, and now I'm hooked. Another person says, the Shazam trailer made me laugh out loud more than just once. Freddy is going to steal the whole film. Also, Digimon Hosen, or Honso, that's the guy who is, yeah, he was Korath. He's uh, the wizard. His voice gave him chills. I can't wait to see him in full. Shazam looks really good. Seriously, can't wait for him to join the Justice League after seeing this trailer. Both of them know how to portray Billy Batson and Shazam at the same time. Love the nod to Batman with the use of the Batarang. Uh, holy hell, Shazam looks excellent. Really pleased DC recognized Billy Batson needs to have a really fun, light-hearted movie. Cannot wait. Ah, Shazam. Uh, this reminds me of the You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie meme, and it's a picture of Freddy with, like, uh, he's filming Billy. Well, he's filming Shazam walk around. Um... DCEU fans think this movie is amazing. So I th- I'm stoked. I'm actually super stoked. But there was also a Wonder Woman Easter egg. Uh, the trailer is littered with Easter eggs we talked about. About two minutes and 17 seconds into the trailer, Freddy and Shazam are seen walking in a train station. As people walk by, he's using his power to charge their cell phones. If you ignore that action, you can see Freddy on the right side of the shot wearing a shirt with the wonder woman logo it's just hiding right there so this dude is a super nerd of of superheroes and merchandising capitalization on superheroes is a real thing in that world folks away from the dceu because we've only got a little bit of news left to cover today folks uh and this is oh actually i've got one more trailer shit i forgot about this trailer okay we'll pull it up yep go ahead pull it up we'll do this so this next trailer is not for a movie, surprisingly. It's actually for a TV show that is going to be on the DC Universe app. I'm going to take a quick sip of water here, folks. One second. That's the hardest part about podcasting alone, you know? You have to take a drink and then wait for the silence to be over. But you're the only person that can attribute to there not being silence because you're podcasting alone. So there's just this long, weird, arduous silence. So let's get into this Minute and 51 trailer. The following trailer is rated TVMA. What you're about to watch creates it has explicit language. Creepy. Okay, it's like kind of dark. There's a girl. Okay, the flying Graysons. Everything led me here to you. You're the boy from the circus. Okay, so that's going to be Robin, obviously. And then they're showing the Graysons flying, and uh, obviously the death of the Graysons, which is the birth of Robin. Uh, it looks like he's building his suit. He threw a Robin R, which is like a bat orang. And he's about to... I'm guessing that's Raven. She's asking to have get some help, and he lands on a car. Dude, he just killed a bunch of dudes and then said, fuck Batman. There's Beast Boy jumping. There's Starfire. That's badass. I don't know what I've become. I don't know. I don't know those guys. I'm going to be honest. Titans looks dope. It's, it looks like kind of part horror, but... Mad props to DC for taking a risk here, I think. Because most... Mom says there's no such thing well, as monsters. Well, I don't think that's true. But, uh... I was wrong. Oh, wow, that's creepy. Like... 
That girl looked like she was from the ring. So that was fucked up and awesome all at the same time. On the DC Universe streaming app, Titans. I'm excited for it. I think it uh, it definitely sells me on wanting to check out that movie and or that movie. Fuck uh, that t- that that streaming service, which is seven ninety nine. They re- they announced that it's going to be seven ninety nine seven ninety nine a month. Or you can buy it for like seventy five bucks a year, uh, which is not bad really to get exclusive content and all the stuff they're offering. It's it's a great deal. But we're gonna move away from DC now. And I liked that trailer by the way. I want to mention that I loved the Aquaman trailer. Let's just say uh, it surprised me. I liked the Shazam trailer quite a bit. I'm really looking forward to that movie now. It's like modern day big. And then the Titans trailer, he said, fuck Batman. So they're... (laughs) Damn it. There's a sneeze on the podcast. Anyways, so... I liked the Titans trailer as well. I think all three of the DC things that were shown off at SDCC were showing that they're trying to step things in the right direction, and hopefully they actually do. All right, up next, folks, uh, we've got a little bit of Disney news that's not the news involving uh, James Gunn. This is kind of going back to the other stuff we've been talking about in regards to what's been going on with the acquisition of 21st Century Fox. Comcast has officially announced that they will drop out of the bidding war for assets currently owned by 21st Century Fox, paving the way for Disney to complete the Hollywood-shaking merger. Comcast does not intend to pursue further the acquisition of 21st Century Fox assets and instead will focus on our recommended offer for Sky. The company said in a statement earlier today, Comcast declined to exceed a $71.3 billion offer made by Disney from for the bulk of Fox assets, which includes 20th Century Fox Studios, the cable Studio FX and Nat Geo and stake in the Hulu streaming service. So uh, the Comcast CEO, Brian Roberts, says, I'd like to congratulate Bob Iger and the team at Disney and commend the Murdoch family and Fox for creating such a desirable and respected company. Uh, but it's really not over yet because Sky is kind of a part of like Sky is going to get bought out by Fox. Fox is going to get bought out by Disney, so Comcast is still going to fight Disney for Sky, so it's not fully over, but they're not going to worry about the the, the stuff that everybody wants them to to get, which is, you know, your Marvel properties and stuff like that. Uh, but However, this Disney and Fox merger is going to uh, result in an estimated 5,000-person layoff. Uh, deadline says it could be 20, uh, 2,300 people on the Fox side, about 700 employees at Disney. So uh, it's going to be a shakeup, but it looks like it's going to happen sooner, sooner, sooner rather than later. And uh, we're going to be finding out very, very soon what is to come of this Fox deal. Will we get the news that there are other movies uh, coming soon or something, you know, with announcements for big, uh, big, you know, Fox is bringing back Fantastic Four is going to be a new movie and we're going to officially do a new X-Men movie and shit. I'm excited to see the possibilities of that. Deadpool 3 featuring Ryan Reynolds, and we're going to let it stay rated R. That's what I want. So, you know, folks, I think that's going to do it for this week. Like I said, this is kind of an emergency cast that wasn't really scheduled or planned, so I just jumped on and threw this one together. Hopefully my ramblings got you through your Monday morning here, folks. I appreciate you guys checking us out. As always, you can check out the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com where you can get all the different shows on our network, all nine shows. You can also go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Search Journey into Comics Network where you'll get all of the shows on our network. You can also go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a buck for early access 
and soon you'll be also getting that exclusive content for a dollar as well so keep your eyes peeled folks we're going to be working on our patreon changing around making it better we want your money so we can make our show better so you can love our show more so more people can check our shit out and so more people can listen to the network because that's what we're doing we're building this family we fucking love you guys thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of journey into comics this has been journey into comics 201 i'm your host nate and as always pop them caps back and fill your brains with gooey shit. Later!